Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hello. Hello. Welcome to the Bechtel cast. My name is Jamie Loftus. And my name is Caitlin Durante. We get a few messages at the top of the show today. We have some upcoming show dates, including a live Bechtel cast in Los Angeles. We'll be covering Anastasia 1998. Ever heard of it? With guest Anna Saragina at the Ruby Theater. And that's July 13th. And that is the episode we are doing for your birthday. Yay! So, uh, and it's our last show in LA for a couple of months. So be sure to come out, celebrate with us, Bring me a bunch of presents while you're at it. You know, I will be cosplaying as Rasputin <gasps> for sure. <laughs> I will be dressed as Rasputin. Um, and I would say it would be the last time to incentivize people to go, but I know it won't be. Uh, <laughs> and the reason we won't be here for the summer is because we will both be doing shows in Europe. That's right. That's why we'll be gone from LA for a little bit. Now you understand. You get it. Because Jamie, what are you doing? I'm bringing my solo show, Boss Whom is Girl, to Edinburgh Fringe Festival and London. If you are not familiar, is my one woman show about an evil corporate feminist who uses feminism for bad, unlike us who use it for good. Um, it's it's a lot of Elizabeth it's Holmes. So much fun! I've seen it many times. You're, <laughs> Caitlin's a stan of the show. I don't pressure her to go, but I'm really excited about it. I've never done Fringe before, uh, so if you're a UK Bechtel head, I'd love to see you there. I'll be in London doing it on July 27th and 8th at the Bill Murray. Okay, sure. Uh, only five pounds to go, and those will be the only two shows I'll be I'll be doing there for Boss Who Miss Girl, and then I'll be at Edinburgh Fringe every damn night from July thirty first through August twenty sixth at Pleasance Baby Grand. Please come to those. I don't know anyone there, and it would be so great to see a friendly face. Yes, Caitlin, you're doing shows in Europe too. Why? Thank you for bringing it up oh. because I'm doing probably mostly stand up shows. Mm-hmm. Um, some in London, some in Edinburgh, some maybe. I'm gonna be in Dublin too. I don't have any shows booked there yet, but until maybe people hear this until, sick message, until you're like, "Hey, Caitlin, uh, <laughs> do this show in Dublin," and I'm also gonna be some other places in Europe too. 
any Athens Greece listeners? Because I'll Whoa. be there. I don't know what the comedy scene is like there. We're traveling women now. Yes. You got to deal with it. We're going around the world. So stay tuned. We may be announcing additional dates. Mystery question mark. Who knows? Yes. Uh, so keep checking Bechtelcast.com on our live appearances tab. That's where you can find the links to all of their shows and more. Mm-hmm. So thank you for listening and enjoy the episode that you're about to hear. Ooh. <laughs> On the Bechdel cast, the questions asked if movies have women in them. Are all their discussions just boyfriends and husbands or do they have individualism? The patriarchy's effing vast. Start changing it with the Bechdel cast. Hello and welcome to the Bechdel cast. My name is Caitlin Durante. My name is Jamie Loftus. And we talk about the portrayal and representation of women in movies. Yes. In the Don't know why I said that, that so. On. Where? I liked it. I <laughs> liked you. it. I like you made a choice and I and I was, I, it's like when you're watching a movie and you're like, that was a choice and I respect to commit that. to it. Yeah. And I was I like, can't if stop. she backs down, I'll respect her less. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my favorite choice, but I no, really like that that's the one you made. It was a mistake and I am, I'm stopping. Yeah. Oh, I love my favorite thing to do on stage is make a choice, feel a little bit of hesitation, immediately back up on it and lose the entire audience. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. When they're like, oh, she's really going for it. Oh, she realizes it's not working. Oh, she's receding into herself. And we have to spend 45 more minutes with her. That <laughs> you tell that happened to me last so week. <laughs> oh, you know. Wonderful. What a, what a, what a gift. Anyway, so we talk about, uh, we use the Bechtel test as a jumping off point to initiate the this larger conversation and the Bechtel test of course is a media test created by cartoonist Alison Bechtel mm-hmm. and it requires that a movie or anything with a narrative has two female identifying characters with names they mm-hmm. have to talk to each other and they sh- cannot mm-hmm. talk about men unbelievable i wonder if the lorraine and bobbitt documentary i'm just going to keep talking about it <laughs> i wonder if it passes it doesn't pass the bechdel test if lorraine and bobbitt uh chops her husband's dick off and throws it into the woods even if she's not talking to anyone that does yes. automatically pass it the does. bechdel test yes okay mm-hmm mm-hmm um cool well shall we begin (laughs) let's do it our guest today we have a great one i'm so excited he hosts the las culturistas podcast with bo and yang and they've been on tour with the i don't think so honey live tour Mm -hmm. it's matt rogers hey hi hi i honestly what i i loved that you said before my favorite thing to do is make a choice and that could have been the end of the end of the sentence and then you're like to make a choice and then back away and I was like perfect and then you were like and then they're stuck with me for 45 minutes so it was a very specific scenario and I loved every sentence it could have been compounded to and the sentence that ultimately it was uh, Plymouth, Massachusetts whole hour of it incredible oh wonderful oh, baby. wonderful oh we forgot to mention okay so full disclosure Matt mm-hmm. we Disclose. have an embargo on male guests oh. that we that we, we lift. sometimes lift okay. when the time is right and the okay. time is right for you cheesy. we only yeah yes. we only do it for I'm really the best happy. of the best. Okay, so who have you had on? What's the company? Alfred Molina. 
Oh what? yeah, we had to lift a well, crown. Yeah. For, I mean, that there was, was like, no choice. I mean, I like I forgot that he identified as any gender. I was oh, like, he's God. more of an idea <laughs> than a gender. Unbelievable! And yeah. I heard one Pat Regan just in the room just now. Yes, yes. So, so we, we've been we've been very choosy. So you know, it's really some top tier shit. Honestly, on. I'm really grateful that you guys have chosen me, and I do think that the movie I chose for you guys, mm-hmm. like, it's good that I'm here to talk about it. Yeah, because Agreed. only white gays should talk about white gay <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> Okay, I am so. No one else's take counts. This is a white gay fantasia, and I'm here to expound on it. So today's movie, of course, is Love Simon. Love Simon. Yes, honey. What is your history with? Have you read the book? What's your like? What's your relationship? With I this? have not read the book. I did see the film in theaters. I was a good supporter of this LGBT cinema. Mm-hmm. Um, well, when it came out, I was kind of like, oh boy, like what's what's this going to be? And then I, I kind of was like, you know what? Let's give it a shot. And I did end up crying by the end of the film. Mm-hmm. I actually cried a couple times. I saw it with my best friend Sudi Green, and we we went and we were emotionally affected by it. And then I had that moment of. Everyone that had criticism of it that was like justifiably good criticism, I was kind of like defensive about it because I was like, but, but just let us have this. And then, (laughs) but also it's like not a perfect film. Sure. And also it's, it's super like for the privileged. Uh Um, But I did like enjoy the film. You know what I mean? As sure. a movie, I was like, I'd rather see this movie than like fucking Paper Heart or whatever that shit was Ugh, with Cara right. Delevingne. Yeah. You know oh. what I mean? I just was like, at least it's different than that. I don't know? have patience for a John Green joint. I just don't. I don't care. Like, I, I yeah. really don't care about like this like sort of, I don't even know if I'd call it twee, but like this kind of like mystical teen girl dr- bullshit. Yeah. I yeah. don't care mm-hmm. like Where she always has to die for like the boy to learn a lesson right and that's the movie right and also the Ugh. boy in those movies are so fucking boring and also if there's like a sort of interesting male character you know there has to be a boring character it's like in those films like one of them has to be boring and i'm not <laughs> canonically saying, right i'm not saying that simon isn't boring because Simon is pretty boring in Simon, Simon has an Elliot Smith poster and a and, and Radiohead April second written on his chalkboard walls. You're just like, man, <laughs> dude. He's like, you know, I don't he's know. Not he's not like the other gays. He's right. Yeah, and that's he's not like, like the other gays. He's straight. <laughs> yeah, he's like may as well be straight. And also, like when he's asking his friend, when he does come out to his run, one friend, and he's like, "Did you expect anything? Did you suspect anything?" And she's like, "I mean, no, like because you're too fucking boring to have any personality to draw anything on, dude. Right. The most exciting thing about you is a poster on your wall." <laughs> I know. There's a lot of, I mean, and I guess teenagers, like I definitely did this to some extent but a lot of like this is the character and you can tell because this is their bedroom like yeah. Borat kid yeah like Borat kid you're like oh I know the vibe of this kid it's Borat kid <laughs> yeah 100% I actually I was like justifying to my friends why he was so boring I'm like the thing is like when you're gay in high school you don't have a personality because you're not allowed to have one like he's saying he likes Radiohead because he can't really say he likes Christina Aguilera you know what Ooh, I mean like all I these things that's true and I was like you know what yes that could be true mm-hmm. or Maybe the filmmakers are just like, he's a kid that likes Radiohead. <laughs> Which I think both are equally possible. Sure. I don't know. I want to assume it's smarter than it is, but it could just be like a fine B plus movie which I mm-hmm. love I love yeah, I love good. that for it I really- 
really like this movie, and I I have I'm coming at it with some blind spots, uh-huh. but I saw it twice in theaters, and I had a, a good lots of good laughs, some good cries. My instinct like, is I to was, say thank you. I was <laughs> thank you for that. I I was very emotionally invested yeah. in this story, and that of course you know it's it's not without its issues, sure. but we'll talk about those. But I generally really like this movie. I saw it this morning. I laughed. I cried. Yeah. I liked it. And then when I was like, who wrote this movie? And it's the This Is Us writers, which makes yeah. so much mm. sense. No, they're good Because they're pulling. Yeah, they're pulling at the exact. Like, there is an element to this movie at times where it's like you feel like your heartstrings are being pulled very scientifically and methodically. Mm-hmm. They're like, first I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to throw in a dad scene. And Oof. then, like, then Jennifer Garner's the mom, which is like, at this point, yeah. that's what she, she does. She does that. She, this is my second favorite Jennifer Garner mom role what's the first favorite Juno oh okay Juno Mm -hmm. yeah I think I might like this movie more than Juno or maybe I definitely do or maybe maybe it's been a long time since I've seen Juno you know just to like flat out say this just up top because I already feel myself being like needlessly cynical about it (laughs) it was very kind of cool to see a depiction of two gay kids kissing at the end and then everyone cheering. You know what I mean? Because that would never have happened when I was in high school. And I think that like, you know, the criticism of this movie, like it it is what it is, but also it's like, come on. It's, it's a nice movie where good things happen to someone who struggles and Mm -hmm. you know, I can relate (laughs) to the struggle and, Sure. Like I, yeah. we as a society are still progressing and in some cases regressing, mm-hmm. but like, you know, we're always hoping for more intersectionality yeah. in, in movies and, and in media, but it, you know, it has to start somewhere. And I feel like yeah. this is a good yeah, it's place. It's a step in the right direction. I yeah. mean, and the fact that it, this movie had like a gigantic release and it was very successful and like mm-hmm. well-regarded that, yeah, that says a lot. I, yeah. yeah. I'm, I actually made my parents go see it. Aww, I was like, you should go see this movie. Did they because, like it? Well, th- my dad liked it, and my dad said it hurt his feelings. <laughs> I was like, why did it hurt your feelings? He was like, well, the scene with the dad, because to be honest with you, the scene with the dad, and I think Josh Duhamel's best performance. Let's just yeah, say that. I don't know if I've ever seen him be, like, I've never been impressed with him before this movie. <laughs> he Same. was good. He was really good. And also yeah. I think, like, it's kind of, it's that kind of thing where it's like, you know, you're given that scene as an actor and, like, probably pretty hard to mess that up like it's pretty emotional right. situation but um he was great and i remember my, i said to my dad i was like you should go see this movie and he's like the scene with the dad about him missing it that was like very similar when i was watching that scene i actually like was very emotionally affected by it because it mirrored the own scene in my own life mm-hmm. wow very i mean even the vest he was wearing i remember he was wearing <laughs> oh that God. puffy dad vest yeah he over was. a flannel with a hat on mm-hmm. that was my dad's like that that he was doing like Rich Rogers drag in that scene, and I was like, oh boy. And so, the way he was being emotional about it, they were standing very far away from each other. It was mm-hmm. kind of just like it's that kind of masculinity that there's like that thing that needs to get broken down extra. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it did a really good job in that scene of depicting that. And so, so b- between that and also the scene with the mom, and there was lots of stuff that was gonna get me. Sure. Yeah. 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 It's. Definitely. I mean, I, I cried a lot during that like sequence of him coming out to different people where yes. you're just, and then one of the scenes would end, and you'd be like, <gasps> and then another one would start, and you'd be like, ah. Like, it was, it the was sister real... too was tough for me when oh, the sister yeah. comes to his room and is like, Simon, are you okay? Is it true? And he was like, get out of here, and yelled at the sister. Mm-hmm. 
I that wish was they hard. had. I wish they had had more of a reconciling mm-hmm. somewhere in the end. They Me don't really too. get yeah. that. I guess he gives her a Cuisinart, and that was there. Oh, oh yeah, that that was. I think that was for me the most privileged moment of the movie. I'm like Simon, where did you get this money for a Cuisinart? <laughs> They're so you everyone in this movie job. seems very wealthy. Yeah, that is one of. I mean, like it. It did make me laugh a lot. Where, where like where it starts, where it's like I'm just like you. I yeah. just got a car from my parents. My house has 500 rooms. Like my mom's incredibly liberal. Like <laughs> yeah. like as if she were in her early 20s in New York City. She's like, doing like smash the patriarchy in their yeah. fucking gigantic house. I am assuming was bought with an oil fortune. Like right. we don't know what the parents do. <laughs> it's crazy. Well, his mom crazy. is a therapist. Oh yes, they do say that. Right. I don't know. Yeah, we don't know what his dad does though. I don't think. I don't know. I don't think they say. You know, that was actually something about it where I was like, maybe something they were. Going going for which didn't really land and just felt like privilege but maybe what they were going for was like a kid like this that it seems like has everything can Mm -hmm. be hurting very much Mm -hmm. and i think that that is like something i sort of related to my family Mm wasn't upper middle class we were middle class comfortable yeah my Mm -hmm. mom was a hairdresser my dad was a phys ed teacher like we we had a nice house, mm-hmm. but I was still in pain every single day, totally. like an immense amount of emotional pain. And I didn't think I was lucky. You know what I mean? And so I think something that the film could have done was maybe just give it more of an acknowledgement of that sort of like yeah. privilege. Sure. He's, he yeah. comes from a place of economic privilege, yeah. of white privilege. Wait, and we can talk more about that. But first, how will we do the freaking recap. Do Let's do the freaking, freaking recap. recap. Here I am talking about the specifics. Oh my god. So we meet Simon. We do. He is hot. he he describes himself as a he's, he's really hot he's and hot. white. It's, it's, it's like he's like brochure, like, oh my god. You're like, is he twenty two? Is it it was the first thing I did was Google his age to see if I should feel like a pervert. But <laughs> He was, it's fine. He's twenty three years old. Yes. No, you could fully bang him. Yeah, I was just yeah. like, oh, this is fine, and I'm actually gonna see like where's he at? What's he doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Uh, and he he would describe himself as a normal teenager. You know, he's a senior in high school. He's got some great friends. Their names are Leah, Nick, and Abby. Mm-hmm. He's got diverse a great... friend group. Mm-hmm. Yes, another brochure friend group. Yeah, like, <laughs> college really? brochure. Yeah, uh-huh. he's got a great family. Mm-hmm. And things are going pretty well for him, except that he's got this one big secret. Mm. It's that he's gay uh, and no one knows. He's still completely in the closet. So at school, there's like this blog that's popular among the students. It's Leah's only character trait is that she <laughs> loves it. I relate so closely with Leah of being this like calling a friend frantically being like, refresh your internet. Yeah. And like just, oh God, and being in love with gay men forever. <laughs> like right, that's right, 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 just, right. yeah. She, oh, I felt very close with uh-huh, her uh-huh. the whole time. Sorry. Um, and she says, hey, did you see the latest post it's from a guy who posted anonymously mm-hmm. uh, as codename blue and he is saying that he is gay and simon's like oh my god there's someone else like me mm-hmm. so he writes him an email he writes blue an email i love that as we Jacques. Do. As Jacques. Yeah, i love that they took the time to show us that he made a shell gmail account i'm like that is appropriately thorough mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah 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 so he writes blue this email saying like hey i've also got a big secret but he also signs it anonymously mm-hmm. as again codename Jacques so they still don't know each other's identities 
And then he's like waiting for him to write back. And then Blue finally writes back. Mm-hmm. Tony Hale is screwball comedying. All- <laughs> Did he- he's like he Buster is. Blue thing all over the place. Tony yeah. Hale's character was a little touchy for my. He was a very touchy vice principal. Yeah. He was completely inappropriate in a way that's yeah. like maybe we could have seen a movie about this like 15 years ago and like we would have said nothing. But like now it's like stop being this way it with felt, these kids. It felt a little out of place with like the movie oh, felt very no. modern, but then yeah. it was like, oh, the per- like it's I know this movie is like clearly pulling from a lot of John Hughesy kind of stuff, but that was the one place I'm like that's like just straight up textbook John Hughes perverted like he was he was dangerous yeah I was like he should be fired I've got a tinder date tonight and I'm trying to fuck and he tells that to his students and then he like claws the student and is like we can talk about this here I was like you're fired it's wild so then anyways but he seems to be having a good time oh in the role he's having a great time in the role yes really i bet he's he's tossing in some improv lines seeing what sticks i wonder if it was ever even discussed on set like hey this principal's like a little edgy huh and they were were just like no he's fun (laughs) and then like his last beat is like a bizarro no homo joke where yeah. he's like you're just like Tony, Tony get out of here yeah. come on mm-hmm. you're mm-hmm. you're Emmy nominated you don't need this <laughs> another great teacher in the film Natasha <gasps> Miss Rothwell Albright. Miss Albright I fucking Incredible. love that character she was amazing and she <laughs> had all her. the fun she had a lot of the LOL one liners definitely she mm-hmm. is the theater teacher and Simon is doing theater He's doing a production of Cabaret with Abby, his other friend. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which to me was like, hmm, I don't know if this guy is being closeted would be even be in the play. <laughs> that took me back to my high school days where I didn't do anything. Really? That, no, did no plays, did no nothing, because that was that would have been a huge tell. You think it'd be like mm-hmm. a dead giveaway kind of situation? Yeah, and I mean, I didn't even have to deal with it being Cabaret. <laughs> like... He's playing like the MC in Cabaret, or who is he yeah. playing? I have, I, I don't, I'm not like, at all familiar with. Yeah, he was like an extra or something. Okay, so he was in the Cabaret, but yeah. either way, in Cabaret, if you're in Cabaret, you're doing some sexy. It is a sexy production. Hip, hip movement. I gotta see Cabaret again. I haven't oh, seen good. Cabaret in it's so good long. On stage. It's really good. Uh, anyway, I did okay. Hello Dolly, my senior year, and oh, uh, were yeah, you Dolly? Change. No, I was a dancer. I was never in any of the musicals because I have the worst singing voice in the world. No. It's true. So. Go. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, the Lady Gaga run God, that's, in Shallow. That's stars, a star is born, truly. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. That I'm going to be discovered on this podcast. Okay, so Blue finally writes back, mm-hmm. and he and Simon get to talking over email about their experience with being gay and their like sexual awakenings and great. all this stuff. They're both very articulate. Yeah, they're great writers. They're, they're like screenwriters. <laughs> they're, it's almost like they've written many episodes of This Is Us. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's kooky. It's wild. They also capitalize and use, they, they use punctuation. I'm like, this is a teenager, but like, sure. Mm-hmm. Who are the guys they say gave them their sexual awakenings again? Daniel Radcliffe oh, and yes. Jon Snow. Yes. yes, those are good ones. Those are, I, I, those tracked for me. They show two very different young gays. You they, know what I mean? Really? Like, well, actually, no. Unpack they're both that. into like Unpack young, that. kind of twinky nerdy. British guys. Yeah. So never mind. From like very nerdy properties. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Wow. Yeah. These these boys are bound to fuck each other. <laughs> You're right. I liked I liked when they cut from like the Jon Snow to like every teenager wearing a Jon Snow T-shirt in yeah. the high school. You're like that was very stressful for well, me. Because yeah. it's all it's kind of like shamey for like 
how people look. It's like, oh, here's a guy who's like, <laughs> yeah, he's like kind I'll of chubby, sick. and it, like yeah. here's a guy who's brown, and it's like, oh, I wouldn't want to date any of them. They do do a little bit of that, yeah, yeah. with no awareness, right? Yeah, so that was a little troubling. It's another, that's another thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's weird. I was thinking the whole time. I was like, what if Blue is not Hollywood hot at Hello. the end? I thought about that too. Right. Spo- spoiler alert: He is absolutely Hollywood hot. <laughs> he at the end. is completely wait, wait, Hollywood is he, hot. Is he over 18? Is he 22? He is. He is. Thank God. You can, you can jack off to him too, guilt free, everyone at home. <laughs> but he's like, I mean, it was so, like, I don't know. He's like Hollywood hotter than Simon. I would and say. And you're just, yeah. I was like, it would have been an interesting choice for it to be like someone who was not the hottest person ever, but like, whatever. They, it was a good kiss. Yeah. Oh. It was a really good I cried during it. I, oh. Anyway, okay. So. Simon starts to speculate about who Blue might be. And then at first he thinks it's this guy named Bram who plays soccer with his friend Nick. And they're emailing back and forth still. And then at one point, Simon leaves his email logged in on a computer at the school library. Enter Borat, kid. Enter Martin, who sucks so bad he's the worst but he but he that actor does a great job of making that character so unlikable and we all know that kid yeah you know what i mean that kid that you were just like why am i involved with this person like he really was well well drawn out he Mm -hmm. to me felt like the logical conclusion of chicken nuggets kid from eighth grade Really, that makes me so sad. You don't think that Chicken Nuggets from eighth grade like figured himself out? Maybe I'm selling him you short. Became Martin. <laughs> Maybe I'm selling him short. Oh my god, I had so much hope for Chicken Nuggets kid. I thought Chicken Nuggets kid was the best. He was oh. great. I thought right there in eighth grade, Elsie Fisher had literally found her husband. I'm like, girl, it worked out for you in the end. You fucking just... nailed it. This kid <laughs> likes Chicken Nuggets your... and interesting TV. And he fans. He out likes Rick and Morty. And he's already he has romantic instincts at eighth. Great, come on, bitch. I take it all back. I take it I all get back. Way worse than him. <laughs> he's probably also going to be fucking dynamite in bed later on because he has to try. Oh, yeah, he's going to work. You sure. know what I mean? The worst people it. in bed are the hottest. He's going to make mm-hmm. you come because yes, no one's ever going to tell. Like, well, hot people—they're just never going to be told that they're not doing something right. Exactly. Ever, and it's like I'm not going to be the one to tell them. I'm just mm. happy to be here. Or that they have to do something. Right. right. For example, Simon and Blue, who we find out who Blue is later, and yeah. he is Hollywood hot. Mm-hmm. When they finally do have sex, it's going to be like, well, who tries? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? They're going to have to take turns making an They're effort. just like kind of rubbing against each other in a very unsexy way. Because Blue is like, I'm 10 out of 10 hot. And Simon is like, well, I'm 8 out of 10 hot and white. So, <laughs> so he's like, thinks so he doesn't like... have to do anything. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway. Anyway, we have to take a quick break, oh. but we'll come right back. Oh. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered for just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. 
Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. So Martin logs in onto the he computer logs that, on. that, that Simon was using. Yes. And he sees the emails. So then he approaches Simon and mm-hmm. basically blackmails him this and says, gross. hey, I really like your friend Abby. Everyone likes his friend Abby. Yes. And I need your help getting with her. And if you don't help me, I will expose your emails and out you to the school. I get, but there is something about this girl where you kind of believe that she's like the, the one. That she's the one that yeah. everyone wants to be with. Yeah. It makes sense. And she's like a good character and she's a good friend and all that too. So they don't fall into like the pitfall of like the bitchy hot girl. Right. Vibe. And they made it that she, that she was nude to the school too. Mm-hmm. They made it that she had only been there for like a year. So you buy it even more because there's like that new girl who there's like an air of mystery about. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. That was a Very smart decision. Real. And right she was the only one who seemed to be of like a lower socioeconomic class because she lives in an apartment building versus Mm -hmm. a huge McMansion like everyone else lives in. (laughs) So there's that. Um, But okay, so anyway, so Simon agrees to help Martin Mm -hmm. so that he's not being outed. So Simon invites Martin to the Halloween party that Bram is throwing that weekend. Mm -hmm. They all go to the party and like Nick and Abby are vibing. Martin tries to butt in, but it's not working. So, and then like Nick wants to ask Abby out. I'm like having deja vu as you're saying like Nick and Abby are vibing because I'm sure I've heard this in regards to some pair of people. <laughs> yeah, right. Nick and Abby have like, been vibing for sure. They've been vibing for millennia. <laughs> yeah. like, for somewhere. sure, vibe. But because Simon is like beholden to this awful blackmail situation mm-hmm. of Martin's, he has to be like, no, Nick, don't ask Abby out. She's dating this college dude. He like makes up some imaginary person yeah he becomes a prolific liar mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. in this a web of lies pursuit. a web of lies um meanwhile I love a teen lie so many teen movies are based on bets tricks Deceit. or lies yes. yes so meanwhile simon is working up the nerve to tell bram that he's jacques at this party mm-hmm. but then he walks in on bram kissing a girl so he's like well Blue is not Bram. Never mind. Right. So now Simon thinks that Blue might be this guy who's a server at the Waffle House, Lyle. Also cutie. Again, is he a teenager or is he I don't early think so. 20s? He looks like, I think he was he in his mid 40s. Years old. Yeah. <laughs> I think he yeah. looked really old. We have to be very careful about yeah. who we say is hot and not. I'm pretty sure 
that no one in this movie is a legitimate teenager except maybe the little sister. Sure, right. everyone else is in their twenties. Yeah. Based on my cursory, watch when you go on like page. the little sister's IMDb and she's got like a fucking glamour shot and it's like age thirty six. <laughs> right. Like she just did like fucking Lady Macbeth. <laughs> like, I hope so. Yeah. Okay, so then Simon comes out to Abby. And Who is so that girl that you come out to? I loved that scene too. That was great. Yeah, she was like, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm like, oh, cool. You're still too hot for this. Yeah. You're still yeah. too hot for this situation. She's like, I'm not surprised. Yeah. I wasn't expecting anything, but I'm not surprised. The crazy it's thing like, about okay. me is I'm also incredibly smart and perceptive and nice. And <laughs> yeah. also hot. And very chill as and well. Yeah. There's Some... nothing wrong with me, actually. <laughs> and then something this this happens in a movies a lot where it's like she's the only, like you pointed out, she's the only character who's like a little bit poorer than mm-hmm. everyone else. And that is always like weirdly exoticized in like teen movies of like oh she's kind of from the other side of the tracks she's got a little bit of otherworldly wisdom <laughs> what with yeah. being poor and so like it's just like mm-hmm. she's been hungry once <laughs> right <laughs> and they're like so like she's actually got a lot to teach us <laughs> it was like right no. and it would like definitely set off some red flags if she was like the only person of color in the movie who also happened to be the only person who was right. of a lower class but you see like Nick and Bram mm-hmm. also with huge houses so it's like okay well you at least they're not houses, yeah. doing that but what kind of house is it? we don't see Ethan's house wait which one's Ethan Ethan is the only out kid in school oh, oh no right. we he do does. not see his home no. correct yeah. Yeah. There, we should say there is another out kid at school named Ethan, and because of the way Ethan gets treated, Simon stays in the closet. Yeah, even he's more. reluctant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. He wants like Blue and Jacques to reveal their real identities to each other, but Blue isn't ready. So we still don't know who Blue is. Meanwhile, like Abby is warming up to Martin, and Nick is like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna tell Abby that I like her." But like Simon has to keep up this charade. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what if you consider Leah instead of Abby? Because Simon thinks that Leah is in love with Nick. But she's what a not. idiot. She's in love with him. Yeah. It's so obvious I in the feel scene. Like that was one thing I thought was a little not right with the movie is it's like in that scene where Leah, who like fully sleeps over Simon's house in his room, mm-hmm. somehow that's allowed. Um, she's like, I just want to love one person, looking him dead in the eyes. And yeah. like, she's like, I like you, basically. And he's just like, yeah, anyway, good night. And he's he like, really doesn't know. Like, I knew I knew every time one of my friends was interested in me. Ooh. And it, it, set, it set me off into an interior panic, mm-hmm. which I think was something they could have explored. Uh-huh. Sure. Yeah, that's like a definitely. part of it. It's a big part of being closeted in high school is like navigating like the fact being that you are expected to have like a heterosexual experience right. yeah mm-hmm. and you can't maybe he's just not very perceptive like i'm i'm I don't know. rarely he's so know boring that it's hard to know like <laughs> he's so boring but a great perceptive beautiful writer in emails right but doesn't can't take any signals <laughs> from someone he's known for his entire life exactly. that was a little bit off yeah and it's also i don't know yeah i, I felt i felt really bad for leah's character almost the entire movie because she doesn't really get a win. No, she doesn't. At all. Mm-mm. Down to the very end where Simon's like, get in the back seat. My sexy boyfriend's taking your spot. <laughs> yeah, she's and like, okay. So Leah has to sit in the back where her two friends are Frenching and then the, like, the only boy she's ever been in love with is with his sexy boyfriend in the front seat mm-hmm. and, and it's like, oh God, you sucked down that iced coffee. Like, yeah. you've earned it. But she <laughs> is going to, Leah is literally the type of girl who fucking blossoms in college. college. She, she is going to be crushing too. dick in college. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
Yes. Like guys are going to be lining up because she's super smart. She's like television star beautiful. <laughs> In fact, she is the star of 13 Reasons Why on Netflix. Oh, is that her? That's oh, Catherine Langford. Okay. Yeah. I see. I have only watched the first episode of 13 Reasons Why, but it freaked me out. And I stopped yeah, watching. because it's a bad, dangerous show. Yeah. So. It's like suicide is actually sick. Yeah. <laughs> like you're like, oh, cool. Yikes. Um, okay. Yeah. So then they're all at the homecoming football game. And Lyle, the Waffle House guy, is there. And he's like, hey, what's Abby's deal? She's uh, extremely like hot. He's not gay. So he's not gay after all. So he's not blue. Mm. Um, and then Martin thinks that he needs to make this big grand gesture with Abby. Which Simon, and I was so mad when he did this, that was Simon's idea. <laughs> Simon gave him that idea to do a grand gesture. I would argue he just says go bigger. Well, he says no. go bigger. He go throws home. it away. It, yeah, to me, it's he's just trying to get he's Martin like, off his go back. Big or go home. He just I like says a care. cliche yeah. just to like get rid of him. I guess I don't know. Maybe I'm being too mean to Simon. But even in that Waffle House scene where. Oh, this was like one of the most unrealistic parts of the movie to me. In the Waffle House scene where Martin does that thing of standing on the table and being like, my name's Abby and I'm beautiful and I deserve the world. And then eventually he convinces her to stand and she becomes okay with it. I'm like, like that just reminds Uh me of so many tense drama club parties that I did not want to scream at. And yet. (laughs) And she also like, like it it gives the weird vibe that she's like now going to have a crush on him. Right. I was like, no, I think this is like fully humiliating and like not in line with her character. Yeah. (laughs) I, I've, I don't know. I felt bad for her in, in that scene. And I was like, Simon, can you help out with this? But, you know, he's being blackmailed. So. Yeah. Right, 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 right. So oh, anyways, at the big, game, the big uh, game, Martin steals the microphone from the student who is singing the national anthem. <laughs> for the and refugees. very publicly professes his love for Abby. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, I don't like you like that. And so, like... To draw attention away from his humiliation, mm-hmm. Martin leaks Simon's emails and outs, outs him on that big on on the blog. Mm-hmm. The little sister comes running in. She's concerned. He's so like, horrible. get the fuck out of here. Uh-huh. Yeah. A little bit before Ugh. this, Simon thinks that Blue na- might now be this guy, Cal, who is in cabaret with him. Mm-hmm. Oh, right, right, right. So there's like a little speculation about that. So now that... Simon has been outed. He's freaking out. He goes up to Cal and is like, are you blue? And Cal says, I'm not. And then he ends up coming out to his family. Simon does. Mm-hmm. It doesn't go very well. His his dad like makes, makes a, joke. a joke about it. His dad is like the king of microaggressions. Yes. <laughs> like every time he's on screen. Indeed. He means well, but he's not nailing it. Yeah. <laughs> no. So it had been like Christmas break and now everyone's back at school and his friends confront him and they're like, Abby's like, you pimped me out and that's very fucked up. Uh, Nick is like, you tried to set me up with Leah. That was fucked up. And then Leah's like, you're the one I was in love with. And then you tried to set me up with Nick. That was very fucked up. I hated this scene. This scene sucks to me because it's like this kid just went through one of the worst things in his life. Maybe he might ever go through and all of you can't fucking deal with the fact that like you went through a week long period of like minor inconvenience socially because he was fucking getting blackmailed and drowning. Right. I hated this. And for them to leave him like that, like that could have went really badly. Kids like that 
like that are closeted that are in that sort of state that have been publicly humiliated like that for you to bail on him i was like this is so fucked up. i understand yeah. why it happens in the movie version right. of this story of because he has to go through like the low point mm-hmm. where everyone has basically turned their back on him yeah. but in the context but, it just felt so yeah. like too much yeah, and in a generally, like, <laughs> the kids in this movie are generally pretty, like, I don't know, it just, like, seemed out of character for all. Like, it's one thing if they're like, hey, we're pissed off that you did this, but, like, bailing on him just seemed, like, we, I Right, know. yeah. I know it's a movie. I do. Really sad. I was worried that Abby was just going to let him off the hook for, like, pimping her out. So, no. like, her anger, I think, was the most justified. Like, I didn't hate that she confronted him about it. But, it, it yeah, it was weird that they are all like, and you've been outed and fuck you. We'll see you maybe never again. I that any of them confronted him. I just, I just don't, I don't know. The fact that they completely abandoned him in a time where you know your friend is, like, very vulnerable mm-hmm. seems. It they didn't even been... ask how he was doing. They didn't, they didn't even right. check in with them, like, hi, we can talk about, like, what you've done to us, but, like, first let's confront you on the street in this pack, and we're not even going to ask one question yeah. about the fallout, like, with your family or, like, how right. you are, where your head's at. It might have worked a little better for me if, like, one friend couldn't let it go, and it seemed more like a right. personal character, but it was all of them, all and of so them. we're just like, oh, so they're right? Like, it's just, it was, yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Totally. So then there's a few scenes where like Martin. Simon confronts Martin, tells him to fuck off. Uh, he has a scene with his, his mom where she's like, you're still you and I love you. She's and, garnering out and mm-hmm. she's doing great. And then the scene with the dad that we already talked about a little. Emotion. Yeah. That was um, a great scene. There's a great scene with Natasha Rothwell when these two bullies yes. like confront Simon for being gay and also um, Ethan, the the kid that's already been out. And Natasha Rothwell comes up and she's like, basically tells them oh, that they're that pieces of shit monologue? forever. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and they will never not be pieces yeah. of shit. I want to make that my ringtone. I it was it so really much. good. <laughs> and then they all go great. to the principal's office and I love that like even the gay kids have to like get sent to the principal's office to like hear their apology. Yeah. It's like we're totally putting the burden on them despite them being totally not. Yeah. They're... Yeah. <laughs> There, it's like I mean I love that scene between Ethan and Simon like was one of my favorite parts. But I was like, man, Tony Hale, you really like don't know what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> he's ter- at least it was clear that he was like that was the wrong thing to do because for he, sure he seems so incompetent in that scene. But I like- was happy that they did put Ethan and Simon together for at least one point because Simon it gives the movie an opportunity, which I think it could have taken more, mm-hmm. but the movie get- gets a chance to at least be like. Yeah, I'm, like, gay, black, and also, like, not necessarily conforming to gender in the way that we all dress and everything like Mm -hmm. that. So it's crazy hard for me, and my family will not accept me, unlike yours. So it's, like, I thought it definitely, like, started to shed some light on another perspective, and I thought Mm -hmm. maybe we could have gone a little bit further with that. Um, For sure. Yeah. But it was nice to at least hear from this kid, and it didn't just feel like the movie was using the kid as a prop. Definitely. There was a bunch of the the, uh, man who played Ethan, who, of course, is 27 years old, uh, (laughs) did, like, a bunch of really good... Clark Jones. Clark Moore. Clark Moore. Uh, Sorry. Did... 
he did he did a bunch of like really good interviews around i think like really took full advantage of being a part of this movie to like speak more to that mm-hmm. um and said kind of what you said earlier matt of like i hope what people take away from the movie is that even if you're in a very privileged position it's yeah. still an impossible place to be in for a lot of people mm-hmm. uh, but he also he spoke a little bit i just want to share share a quote may i yeah. sure yeah please may i he did he did an interview with teen vogue incredible and uh, said, quote, we're used to seeing strong black characters, especially if they're effeminate. Uh, Ethan has some depth added to his character where he's not just the punchline. Mm-hmm. He has vulnerabilities just as much uh, as anybody else. Even though he's comedic relief, he's also a source of inspiration for young people nervous about being accepted by others. So I wish, I mean, this is like, I wish he was a more meaningful part of the plot. Mm-hmm. Even though, I mean, they do, he is seen a bunch of different times. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, but mostly in most of the scenes he's in, he's being bullied by those two homophobe kids. It's true. Yeah. I mean, I I guess the best I could say for that is he is always above it and like mm-hmm. always has a funnier, better response to mm-hmm. it. I don't know. I don't know. What did you make of that character? I thought that it was interesting to watch it because I didn't know any out gay kids when I was in high school. Mm -hmm. So I don't really know. I didn't have a barometer for how they get treated. Mm -hmm. It obviously was like painful to see the kid, even though he always had a smart, funny response to it. Mm -hmm. And I like that they empowered the kid in that way and gave him his intelligence and his humor. Mm -hmm. So many kids don't have that. And, you know, I wondered if like um, that was a representation of the average kid. Like, I think it was a good, I think it was, it's nice to see for gay kids that might be closeted to watch this movie and see themselves on screen this way and them to be given this this superpower, which is his intelligence. But to me, it was like, the reality is like, this kid might be really depressed. Sure. Yeah. And it seems like, um, it almost seemed like when Simon turns to Ethan and is like, my life is over, it couldn't be worse, et cetera he almost really believes that his life is worse than this other kid. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I don't know. I, you can't expect too much of this movie because it is a movie for teens and it is like a big studio film and it's supposed to be, you know, mainstream. Mm-hmm. But the reality of being POC and gay mm-hmm. is like really mm-hmm. so much different than it is to be someone like Simon. Right. And then also at the end of the movie, well I guess you'll 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 say in the, <laughs> you'll say who blue is, but blue is black in the movie. Mm-hmm. And also just the reality of like there's just so many more things that are going to be realities that they deal with. Mm-hmm. And I wondered if the movie wasn't the movie was so blissfully diverse. Right. But with that kind of diversity comes a whole other series of things to deal with. Definitely. And I wonder if the movie was using diversity in a way that was like, look, we're a diverse film, mm-hmm. and then kind of ignoring a lot of the realities. You know, a kid, a kid that's right. a kid that's like Simon, mm-hmm. a white gay kid who's 16, 17 years old. They might not be at the at the point where like the person reveals themselves and they're a black kid, and they're mm-hmm. they they he might be in that place where he's like, what is my parents going to think about this? So it kind of just felt like this whole. Th- it almost felt dumbed down in a way so that it can be woke. So it felt like it was it, it yeah. felt like it was raising yeah. its IQ. It it feels like it's ignoring or not like using opportunities to make 
statements that would have been helpful to make. Right. It glazes stuff over. Yeah, yeah for sure. I'd, and that was like the one the one thought I had about the Ethan character. And I don't know how spot on this is, but uh, just the fact that he only becomes meaningfully involved in the plot to sort of explain something to Simon but we don't really get to see him be involved in the plot in a meaningful way where he's just like is rightfully so saying like this is my experience and like you are not the worst off of of everyone and kind of like chill out and take stock of of what you do have going for you because you know even though it's a difficult experience you're you're very lucky Mm -hmm. which is a great scene and I'm so glad it's there but it's it almost feels like that character is put there and then can't participate in any way other than to be that example. Yes. And so he's there as an example and then isn't really allowed to participate in the movie, which kind of sucks because he's a good character. Mm-hmm. And, and there's a lot there that you think, you know, there's so many characters in this movie that there could have been like real estate freed up for him. Because like, what if Simon was friends with the only out kid at school? Like, what right. would that be? I don't know. You know, they. D- it's almost like, I almost feel like saying, I'd, I'd also want to see, like, Love, Ethan. You know what I mean? Or like, another <laughs> yes, movie with him. Right. But it's like... Where's you the wa- franchise? Right. You wonder <laughs> if you wonder if a major studio would do that. Right. And yeah. the answer is not, they probably would not. Mm-hmm. At and, least not today. Maybe right. in five years? I mean, you're talking about a movie that literally, like, has Simon have, like, a quote-unquote gay daydream. And it's him walking jauntily to, like... I will always no, not I was. Are those of you? I want to I I dance, dance with somebody, with somebody. Yeah. while everyone wears like a bright colored T shirt. Like that horrible and I'm like, scene in Five Hundred Days of Summer. That yeah, night. I, yeah, I thought about that. And too. he's he's like, um, well, maybe not this gay. I'm like, dude. This is not gay. <laughs> yeah. This is colorful. <laughs> this is not gay. Like gay is everyone in this scene eating each other's ass. Like <laughs> you, are, like this is not gay. And so I'm kind of thinking like, wow, this movie like it's about homosexuality no you know what it's about being gay it's not about homosexuality it's not about like actually reckoning with your sexuality Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. about being different socially and it's about having secrets Mm -hmm. that's what it's about and so like it doesn't make any effort to pretend like it's more than that. Sure. You know what I mean? Because it's like PG-13. Right. <laughs> you know? And, and, and like I said, you can't expect too much of it. And like, it, you know, movies about like heterosexual teen romance are not about sex. Well, yeah. largely. Right. But um, it can't succeed on every level that I think we'd like it to. Sure. Right. I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a teen movie yeah. that adheres to almost every like trope of the kind of like teenager with a secret yeah. movie. Yeah, that's a Which point. is also why I feel like people should go easier on it. You know what I mean? It's like, like yeah. it's, so I'm of two minds of it. It's like, I can see everything that you're saying is right. Also, the movie is this. Like, <laughs> right. it's not, it's it's just not yeah. gonna, maybe it's not gonna make a social comment. Maybe it is just for more people to see themselves on screen. Mm-hmm. And if you are not in that more people, that sucks. Like, I'm sorry. I hope that for everyone to be represented. Mm-hmm. I personally hope for everyone to be represented. It's like, Hollywood's issue. Right. It's, and it's not surprising that, like, for the baseline of, like, the first, like, wide release movie of this kind, for Hollywood to play it safe and be like, well, if we're going to do this and take this quote unquote risk, yeah. then he'd better be, like, white hot from yeah. money. Yeah. And, like, that does make sense in terms of being the baseline of where. I mean, Hollywood feels comfortable gambling. That's not right, and that's 
shitty and bad and I you know everyone wants a, a love Ethan and mm-hmm. like but it it does make sense to me that this is the first like quote unquote gamble that they would take it makes sense to me on paper mm-hmm. yeah you know what I mean I, I wish that Hollywood would realize that actually when people most see themselves is when the stories are the most specific yeah like for example something that's a phenomenon I don't know if it was a box office phenomenon, but it's a movie that everyone knows is precious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't get more specific than that. Like, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a very specific story of Indeed. trauma and struggle. Yes. Mm-hmm. But it really connected with a ton of people mm-hmm. on many levels because it was bold enough to be that specific. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So by kind of washing this story out, and not allowing the intelligent conversations that would happen in real life to happen, I wonder if it actually could have made more money. If if, if maybe yeah. people would have been a little bit more passionate about it. Maybe. Because yeah. right now the conversation we're largely having about the movie is it's like, it was good. It could have been better if it had felt more real. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? Which is like, you wonder how necessary that is. Sure. Mm-hmm. We need to take another quick break, but we will be right back. <laughs> Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Um, I'll just finish up the recap. Yeah. Oh my gosh, we're, this is I like I like I'm enjoying this break in format. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We're like you know it's discussion integrated within mm-hmm. the recap, but it, uh, so and it the, keeps the, on the, the story is almost done. Yeah, they're like, yeah. Wait, but how does it end? Who yeah. is brown? Yeah. <laughs> who, who is we've, blue? Oh, we've, said it, we've said it. <laughs> we've said it like five hundred times now. Yeah. How does it end? Okay, so Simon posts on the blog after some of the you know intensity at the school has has died down a bit um he posts on creek's secrets and he says i love blue 
whoever you are, I want to meet you. Here's where I'm going to be after this, after cabaret. Hope to see you there because I deserve a love story and you deserve a love story and we all deserve love. Mm -hmm. He makes up with his friends. They all go to the school carnival together. He rides the Ferris wheel waiting for Blue to show up. For a while, it seems like he's not going to. And, and even Martin gets even involved. Even Martin. Oh, my God. Fucking He says, offers his guilt $4. He yeah. says, I love you. It's me. And then we're all in the audience like, if it's him, I'm going to fucking I know. flip. <laughs> and then it's not him. And Thank then, God it's not Borat. Kate. Yeah. And he gives the, the Ferris wheel guy. Imagine if it was the Ferris wheel guy. <laughs> He's like, I'm blue. Mind if I said. <laughs> he gives him like a couple dollars to keep it going for one last time. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. who shows and up? And then who shows up? But. <gasps> do, 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 do. Bram. Bram. I enjoyed that twist. Same. I, enjoyed I was that I was twist. really happy it was him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I liked he was my favorite candidate <laughs> for, yeah. for, for blue. Same. Yeah. And they kiss. And he then, says, are you disappointed it's me? And yeah, I was like, oh, like, that's such a thing, too, is like, you probably the kid was probably nervous because what if you get there and he's like, oh, God, never mind. Yeah, it's a real <laughs> right. Martin Abbey situation. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. There, it's worth it for me because you get that big moment of everyone cheering mm -hmm. um, while there is a queer kiss happening on screen, which never happens. But just like logistically, I'm like, oh, it's such a big ask to be like, hey, do you want to come out to the entire student body like who are all going to be gathered? Like that is so much pressure. Yeah. And Simon has just gone through this whole thing where he was put under too much pressure to come out publicly. <laughs> and I was like, I feel like you kind of... I don't know. I, I mean, loved I'm... it. Yeah? I loved it because it was like, I think that it was obviously a message. It's like, I'm willing to be this brave. Right. So I think like his bravery made made him want to be brave. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Well, yeah, they talk about that. So they, You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, I kind of loved it and I kind of got it. I could see that really happening in real life. Like if one That's kid was, I, I, if I thought of this happening, I was like, that I can see being a reality. Like I was wondering, like if I'm in high school and if I was doing this and somebody was like, I'm actually going to do this, like mm -hmm. be here. Maybe I would. Mm -hmm. Maybe I would. I would love for that. I just was, I, I felt, I felt concerned for blue. I, like, yeah. I hope blue is cool with mm -hmm. this, but they did talk about making each other brave. Yeah. They inspired, inspired each other. other. So that does make sense. I just got nervous for him when that was it's going on. It's a big on. ask. It's a big ask, but also, he also kept expressing a major love. hesitancy of, of wanting the world to know his mm -hmm. identity and mm -hmm. everything. Question. So. Do you think that they continued on into college or is this a beautiful flash in the pan oh. from senior year? I think that they had a really nice rest of the senior year, mm -hmm. tried to be long distance for a short time, maybe even went too long, like six to eight months and then oh. it got just too hard at college where there's just so many other gay beautiful dudes <laughs> but and they, they just hold each other in high regard they'll always hold each other in high regard mm. and guess what who knows maybe they'll even maybe it's not over maybe down the road but they've got more growing to right. do i don't think it's one and done for these boys because simon says he's like going that. to college in los angeles ever heard of it i yeah. know i was like where are you so going i bet and you know because it, like he's going to a nice college mm. he's probably and going he to usc have, and he does not have student loan debt that simon i'll tell you one thing no, about he it he doesn't <laughs> No. He's able to go to West Hollywood guilt free and spend yeah. money, <laughs> yes. honey. He's, go he's going to Hamburger Mary's. He's, he's going, going to, to the Abbey. He's, he's at Chapel. <laughs> he, is. he is fucking at, you know. He's going to Akbar. He actually, he actually, he actually works at Pump. 
No way. <laughs> yeah, he works at Pump. He's a waiter at Pump. Prestigious. Yes, of course. Yeah. Of course. Very prestigious. Yes. Um. <laughs> anyway, so that's the story of the movie. And yeah, we covered so we've much. We've covered a lot story. already. One it's the... a good, great soundtrack, too. We didn't say that. Oh, oh the Jack music, Antonoff. The music is really good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A lot of bleachers. There's a lot I like about this movie. Yeah. And I would like to hear your opinions, our listeners' opinions on this. And we talked a little bit about how the movie handles race and kind of glosses over things that, like, a young queer person of color would have to deal with it 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 introduces all of these characters and then kind of glosses over the intricacies of that situation however it felt to me the movie normalizes people being attracted to people of different races and ethnic backgrounds without needing to draw a lot of attention to the fact that they were attracted except for that one weird moment where simon is like fumbling with his words that was the one moment yeah, where like, there is any attention drawn to it Wait, yeah. which part is this they're at the the halloween party mm-hmm. and he is still trying to pass his straight and he's talking to his friend nick and nick's like oh abby's so hot and simon's like yeah she's hot but she's not really not my type not because she's black i love black women but I don't have a thing for black women. I just love all women. So he's like, it's like a bad joke for 15 years ago. It seems like, yeah, a bad attempt at humor. Like, Oh, I'm not fetishizing her. Right. Right. But also I'm not, not because it's needless. Yeah. Needless. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that it kind of worked for me because he's in a stressful situation where he's yeah. like trying to pass so I kind of got that he was like stumbling over his words. But there's so many ways to words. do that. Sure. It was at her expense though. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot is at Abby's expense and it's it's tricky because it's like you know that ultimately this is Martin's fault for being <laughs> the worst most Borat kid of all time. <laughs> like he's just like a Borat poster come to life. But <laughs> But but it's like, you know, Simon does sell Abby up the river for almost, I mean, for what we have to think is the majority of their friendship, because they haven't even known each other this long. long. Like, it's just, I mean, I'm glad that she stands up to him. Mm -hmm. She, of all people, should have. But I don't know. Yeah. She was the only one who I felt like, you got a real bone to pick with him here. Yeah. You know? Nick, that was just like a light cock block at best. Like, Mm -hmm. Nick was not greatly inconvenient. Like, there was no reason for Nick to turn his back on his lifelong best friend out of nowhere. Right. Nor was there for Leah, really. I mean, although it's like, okay, she's disappointed. But again, it's like she was at best inconvenience for, you said, like the space of a week. Yeah. It must be hard to hear that the kid that you're in love with not only doesn't like you, but like is, you know, different than you've ever thought. And then there's right. got to be a lot of emotions that go through your mind there, but, but it's not, like, a, not to the point of abandonment. Time. This is a critical time. Especially and like, with what he's going that through. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that could be. And I, and they do, I like that she is the first to forgive him at least. And it makes sense to me that she would be the first person yeah. to be like, no, I love you, I accept you and, and, and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, because he's like chasing her when she's, like walking her dog or something, which is yeah. cute. I don't know. I like that scene. Uh-huh. The reconciliation was sweet. Yeah. To me, at least compared to the teen high school movies that were a thing when I was coming of age, of like all those like late 90s, like she's all that, 10 things I hate about you. Those were like mm-hmm. 
the things I was watching, and none of those felt like real high school experiences or like anything that anyone was dealing with or going through because they were all based on these like crazy bets that get way out of hand. And it, I never saw anything like that mm. in my high school experience. This movie felt way more real of a depiction of the high school experience than those, at least. I bought it as a high school movie, even yeah. though the kids were looking what they looked like. I I, I bought it for sure. <laughs> I mean, it's like where everyone's going to be 25, which is almost always going to be true. It felt pretty... I mean, I also, it's like none of us have been in high school for a while. So I'm like, I don't know if this is what a 2018 high school looks like. Like they had phones. Seems realistic to me. Like that was my bar for like, does this make sense? I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, everyone's got phones. So clearly it's a 2018 high school. Another moment I liked, and I, I think this is part of why I think this movie feels a lot more realistic than a lot of its like teen predecessors is that the big romantic gesture that Martin tries to do is like very similar to the thing that we see in like 10, Ten things, things I, I hate, hate about, about you. you yeah. Heath Ledger should not have dancing worked. across the bleachers. Crazy. Shouldn't worked in that movie though does work mm-hmm. to win that character back over. So I like that we see it not working. I'm in I'm Love imposing Simon. I'm imposing a moratorium on big gestures. They're not done forever, but I just need I just need a break. Sure. They're very aggressive. They're and big. Yeah, they're, they're big. big. They're huge. What I hate about them is they're too big. Yeah. <laughs> and I I crumble under pressure daily. So it's putting a lot of pressure on the subject. Yes. So much. It's like yeah. crazy. It's like because then it's like you could do the most like while you're performing this big thing in the football game, and then literally all people will remember is what the other person did to respond uh-huh. to it. That's what it's all leading yeah. up to. So it's really like you're defining their legacy in this moment. And I thought it was great that Abby was Says honest no. with him without, you know, being like, ew, right. you know, which would have been an, a st- worse choice for that. Sure. It's so That whole thing made me think, and I'm like, this is, this is probably about gender in some way, where I've had <laughs> multiple conversations with, like, my friends from high school or my friends from when I was younger that, had, like, if something like that ever happened or if someone ever asked you to marry them at a sports game, mm. that we would say yes so as not to humiliate them and then later tell them, actually, I can't do that. That's what I was thinking. I would do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was like, I don't know why I've had this. Probably every time I see a gesture like this or Mm -hmm. you're at a sports game and it happens, you're like, even if I knew the answer was no, I would say yes to protect his feelings and then later be like, don't do big gestures. Well, literally, what would actually happen if this were to happen in a high school is everyone in the crowd would be losing their shit laughing. And then the girl would probably be like, oh my God, stop. And she probably (laughs) would like run away. Like, at least this is the way it would happen in my high school. So, like, so you would like run away? My my, like assessment of this moment is kids are not this mature. Like, she's not just going to measuredly sit there and be like, I'm so sorry, but I just don't think of you like this. But I would like to be friends. Right. Like, no, no one's doing that. And that's the moment everyone's like, she's 27. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Like, why is she here? I don't know. I feel like teens this day might might have done that. I don't know. I don't it, know. It, it, I think it is okay for me. I thought it was a good aspirational scene of like, okay, best case scenario for everyone involved. That is a cool way to handle it. 
but they sort of lightly touch on how Martin becomes the target of bullying after that. And there's just like a bunch of shitty memes about like shut down yeah. or like whatever. But I think I think realistically, Abby would also be the target of some harassment based on that of like you fucking humiliated him, which is I think where that whole mentality of like. I would say yes, even if that's not how I felt, comes from of like you shouldn't humiliate someone in public even if they're putting you on the spot right. in a way that isn't fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's a few other scenes that I really liked. The hetero coming out montage where Simon's talking about like why is the onus on queer people to have to come out? Like why can't straight people like, you know, this unfair societal expectation that's set up and some great parent acting in that <laughs> in that little bit. <laughs> And then we already touched on this a little bit, but the scene where Miss Albright is like yelling at the homophobic bully kids. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, that just energized me for. Yeah, that was that was necessary. Mm -hmm. We loved that character already. (laughs) And then she went all the way and uh, yes, into infamy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then I also really liked the scene where Simon yells at Martin for outing him Mm because he's saying stuff like you took everything away from me in terms of like I get to name yeah it's like I get to this should have been on my terms yeah how I do it when I do it to whom I do it etc and you took that away from me and Martin I I mean that character is really well written I think we all hate him rightfully so irredeemable but like no but it's just like oh my god he's gonna log into the incel board and then (laughs) we're fucking screwed (laughs) Martin is the type incels have Borat posters it's proof it's just proof positive (laughs) 100% of them I also like a large part of the movie is seeing a lot of like male vulnerability okay so here's the thing there's there's not that much to talk about in terms of the representation of women in this movie which makes sense because it's a movie about a gay it's not called love alexis (laughs) or love rebecca it's called love simon simon is a boy (laughs) so there's not a whole lot for us to talk about in those terms but the things that i think are worth talking about are like the idea of masculinity and you know it does not like that. pass the Bechdel test right I, I am not sure yeah I it's so weird because I was so taken in by this movie that I wasn't paying as close attention as I should have it did call attention to the fact that I'm like why aren't Leah and Abby remotely friends for people who seem to be together 100% of the time mm-hmm. they don't speak we don't know that was like one thing that bothered me about Abby's character and the way it was written was that as much as we know she's like well-rounded she's a great person and also hot Mm -hmm. uh she they i think they do sort of like guys gal her a little bit because she has no Mm -hmm. female friends that we see even though she's around she and leah around around each other all the time hardly see them interact yes yeah which i know is like i mean that's not going to happen in this movie it's not their movie but it's like i mean it was just weird i did wish we saw a little bit more of them interacting mm-hmm. you know but, not, the, not the worst thing to ever happen but real quick about like male vulnerability that we see which we often don't see in most movies well first of all like simon the whole story revolves around him 
not being secure enough in his sexual identity to come out. Mm -hmm. We see like Nick being insecure about his like sexual inexperience. He's like, you know, I've only had sex with one time, right? Uh, Things were slippery and I didn't put my dick in the right place and I'm insecure about it. Which was cute. (laughs) I really liked that. And then here's something that rubbed me the wrong way a little bit where Martin, as he's seeking help from Simon, says something like, I don't want your help changing me. I want your help getting Abby to like me for me, which I think is an important thing Mm -hmm. to happen. But I hate that it comes from this character who we're meant to hate and who is wrong every other time (laughs) in the the movie. I wish we had seen... It's almost like the movie didn't decide if who that kid really was. Like, was he just annoying and like he's a good person at heart, but he's annoying, or is he like chaotic evil? He's like a vicious blackmailer (laughs) who like is blackmailing. But you're supposed to feel bad for him at certain points. Where yeah, it does feel a little. I don't know this whole movie, and it's like it is what it is, kind of like we were saying. But there are elements of it. I'm like, this is very focus grouped to the point where I'm like, I'm not sure exactly who you're supposed to be. That's what it is. It just feels like it was trying to be too many things for two different people and it's like i don't know maybe the villain could have just been a villain right like Like, that's fine he's irredeemable great but like don't make him this sympathetic like oh he didn't mean to out you and fuck your life up it's like no the whole four dollars thing at the end i'm like right that's not a redemption he doesn't have something horrible like if you want to make arrangements for butt sex you know email sign like yeah. Oh, God. Um, does anyone have any other thoughts about the movie? I would say that this... I, I'm going to shout out the soundtrack again. The soundtrack sure. gave me everything. Good. I loved its like late 80s, early 90s throwback sound. I love that song, Wild Heart. I love yes. that song, Strawberries and Cigarettes, that Troy Sivan does on the soundtrack. It's really good. It's very evocative. Um, it seems like they're almost like referencing John Hughes' they are, movies. Yeah. By, yeah, by doing that. Yep. It's, a brave observation by me, Jamie, that I'm sure is. I thought that it was one of those movies where it was like maybe made uh, maybe twice as good of a movie as it actually is with mm-hmm. the music. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I thought it actually like really served like an atmospheric purpose. Sure. Nice. Which is what it should do. Oh, That's wow. <laughs> I think Alfred Molina could have played Simon. Sure. Obviously. Yeah. I think they could really stretch and make a 16 year old man play a queer teenager. Now that <laughs> is progress. <laughs> It's so funny to even think about Simon as being queer because he's just so straight the whole time. <laughs> well, okay. Stylized completely straight. That is one thing I wanted to touch on because we talked a little bit about this. That's in... some of the criticism around this, right? Yeah, that well, he's... he's just like, you know, he's the definition of walking the world with complete privilege. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. he doesn't even need to code switch. That just is who he is. <laughs> <Right>. Like <laughs> To play devil's advocate, and again, I'm coming from a place of not being a gay man. Uh, yeah, thank you for you saying that. <laughs> <laughs> it needed to be said, Caitlin. I know. The people have been wondering. This I've whole been time, literally I, sitting here like, when is she going to say it? <laughs> am, am I blue? Was I blue? You're I don't know. Maybe I was. Anyway, so... We talked a little bit about this on the recent Debs episode, but in that episode, I appreciated that because anytime like a lesbian is portrayed in a mainstream movie, mm-hmm. usually it is someone who presents as very butch, you know, they're, sure. they're made to adhere to these like rigid stereotypes. And similarly, when 
gay men are portrayed in mainstream movies, they're usually presented in such a way that they're very flamboyant because I think Hollywood's like, well, how will anyone know they're gay unless we Mm -hmm. make them so flamboyant? Here's what I would say about it. It's like you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't Mm -hmm. because if you depict the kid as being more gay acting, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. then you get a bunch of people that are like, well, there we are again, depicted as being this way. Mm-hmm. And then if you depict the kid as being very straight acting, especially when he's played by a straight actor in real life, right. you yeah. get this thing of like, that feels like erasure. But there are tons of gay men that act like Simon. Lots of gay men act more masculine. It's hard to find a balance. And I think it it speaks to it speaks less to what these individual films are doing and more to the fact that there just isn't and hasn't ever been enough representation period totally because every single time one character comes out we put all the weight in the world on it Mm -hmm. like for example when i was growing up and there was will and grace it was like, are you a Will or a Jack? Right. And we didn't know what it was like to be anything else. Uh-huh. So it was either you are really straight acting to where you would never know, and you even even the people that you date are like really even more straight acting, like cops. I don't know if you remember Will's boyfriend, oh. uh, played by Bobby Cannavale, who was like yeah. this like super butch cop. Uh-huh. Or your Jack, who essentially is a like a joke. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, he was a broad, stereotype. sweeping stereotype. Yeah. So I think as a result of that, it's hard to gauge, like, whether or not this movie made a mistake or not. Right. Because, like, there just isn't enough representation. And you can't say that people aren't out there and are gay and they act like that. Sure. Because mm-hmm. they do. There's a whole spectrum, as it turns out. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think, like, this is weird to say, but, like, as someone who sort of identifies as being somewhere in the middle, when I want to turn it on, I can be very flamboyant. Mm-hmm. And then the way I'm speaking to you guys right now, you know, I don't know if someone would, quote, unquote, know. Right. It's right. just hard because, like, we can't see ourselves all we see are like each other and then depictions of ourselves in media. Right. And we're just not up there that much. Mm-hmm. So I think like I don't necessarily have too much of a problem with with this particular movie in that regard. Maybe, maybe, maybe there's something to the fact that they have a straight actor playing him. Yeah. Yes. Which is like a case by case. It it always feels tough. Yeah, I was gonna ask how you felt about well, that. Well, because I'll say this, like for example, for the auditions that I go on, mm-hmm. it's hard because a lot of the characters are just like stereotypes. Like, and yeah. the, like you can feel them trying on the page to not make it like that. Mm-hmm. Like in the breakdown, it won't be like gay and he knows it. You know, he wears a fucking crazy scarf. He <laughs> loves to wave his finger. It's like not like that, but it's yeah. like whenever yeah. anyone writes girl comma in any line, it's like, okay, right. you tried too hard. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> But it's at least interesting and at least good to see them trying. Mm-hmm. But I don't think we're ever going to get to the point where we're where we're not precious about each and every character depiction up there until we see more. And unfortunately, like I'm not being offered to play a lot of straight parts. Mm-hmm. And I don't know a lot of gay actors that are out there openly gay who are just routinely booking straight roles. Right. It, so when it feels like the vice versa is true often mm-hmm. it's frustrating sure because there's tons of gay actors out there that are just as talented as these straight guys and yet Heath Ledger and Jake Gyllenhaal allegedly straight actors mm-hmm. um performing in Brokeback Mountain 
like the seminal gay romance of our time. Right. And then to see that continue to 2018 and like Love, Simon is like the gay mainstream movie and Nick Robinson is playing it and he's straight. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they all didn't do a great job. It's just about representation. That's all. Yeah. yeah. And, and the fact that, I mean, this, I believe that this was adapted by and originally written by, like it was written by top to bottom straight people. Yeah. The director, Greg Berlanti, is gay. Mm-hmm. So okay. there's that. That's but good. like you said with the focus group comment, mm-hmm. you know this was filtered through a straight lens. This is essentially mm-hmm. the Abbey of like <laughs> of like you know, it's like a gay <laughs> thing for straight people. Right. right. Um so <laughs> it just feels like that. I was yeah. surprised to learn She's even named Abby. <laughs> <laughs> I was surprised to learn that the novel that this movie is based on was written by a woman. I thought for sure but it a straight would be a, a gay man. But no, it was written by a straight lady, which hmm. is like, yeah, I mean, with with stories like this, it's so hard to find a story. And I think it does speak to like the amount of pressure that is put on mm-hmm. queer stories because there's just not enough of them. Yeah. But it's like, I feel like you can always trace it back to a pretty heteronormative source, mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately, yeah. which well, is, you yeah. Just, when you actually lived that experience... Okay, so I really very closely almost went through this exact experience. Like, I wasn't outed in high school, but, like, the way that he goes about his life, the interests he, like, claims to have, like, I did not see myself in it. And so that's why I was a little bit sensitive to the criticism. But yet now having, like, time with the movie, I can see the criticism. Mm -hmm. You wish, because it really really was there, you wish it had really gotten it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, And I do think with, like, maybe three or four more like cr- gay creatives in high positions there mm-hmm. or like maybe even a gay actor yeah. like just like, a suggestion could have been made of like I feel like he's too upset here or he's not upset enough here you know what I mean like there was specific emotional moment moments where I was like watching him act the the situation and I was like it's so specifically something else right. you know what I mean just as an actor watching it I was like this is all on the page mm-hmm. but you're not getting it right now. Mm-hmm. Or just like, right. or, or like you're getting it right now, but the script isn't allowing you to say what it really is. Mm-hmm. Like there was a couple times where it all came together. Like him saying like, this was my thing to do and you took that from me. That's really good. Yeah. You know what I mean? That was like right there. But then there was like moments like with the dad and the mom where I just felt like more emotional response was needed or just like little tiny things like where it just didn't yeah. feel measured in the right way where I was like chemically I think that this actor just maybe is just not capable of acting this scenario but I found him very appealing overall sure so focus group wise <laughs> right. for everyone the movie mm-hmm. works for me <laughs> who went through the specific experience and it is a specific experience and should be treated as such mm-hmm. I could just see the little things that weren't right mm-hmm. yeah so so it, it's like yes am i happy the movie exists 100 percent. is it like a fucking grand slam home run to me no because it wasn't as specific as it should have been which sure. is the point i made before about like that's when you really get at the heart of these things uh-huh. and move people is when you actually get specific yeah because i was more moved by precious than i was by love simon <laughs> and i didn't i i'm not i didn't go through that right you know right. what i mean but i can appreciate the specificity and the attention to detail that goes into something like that, whereas this was like, okay, you made a you made a movie that tried to make a lot of money and make mm-hmm. straight people happy and make them feel good <laughs> for seeing it, yeah. which I am guilty of. No, but <laughs> yeah, but you should feel like that. Yeah, it should make people feel good. Yeah, it's, yeah I mean, it's it, there's so many double, I don't know, 
Yeah. With with this, yeah. It's a tough one. And it all comes down to, like I said before, they're just not being enough. Right. So this is the first one. And I'm happy it was the first one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But because you know what? You get into like a lot of the nitty gritty about like what actually goes down in Ethan's life. And then it is a sad movie. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I do think like this movie opens the door up to this conversation. And therefore, because this conversation exists, that movie is more likely to be seen. And yeah. I do think our eyes should be open to the reality of what it's like to be a queer person of color. I don't think it is. Mm-hmm. Like, and mm-hmm. so, you know, it's even been eye-opening for me in the last few years. Like, in my late 20s, I'm much, much closer with my close friends that are gay and also people of color. And it's just like, you know, the sexual realities of that, the romantic realities of that, the social realities of that, the yeah. the realities of that in terms of online dating, in terms My, of usage of the apps. It's yes, like yeah. very dark and, and I we haven't even touched on it. My mm. best friend is a gay man. Mm. Brag. Um, Humble brag. Humble brag. Humble brag. Is he single? <laughs> no, he just bought a house. He purchased a condo. Oh, so he's fucking the house. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah, he's hooking up with this fucking condo. Yeah. <laughs> um, but when he was single and on Grinder, he would show me all these profiles mm-hmm. of white guys being like, no blacks. No fats, no femmes, no Asians yeah. is mm-hmm. the popular Mask one. Mask only, yeah. like all that kind of stuff. And I was like, wow, there's still a lot of discrimination within a community that is marginalized and being repressed so that that's the disease amongst especially white gays Uh is you know they have this narrative in their heads we have this narrative in our heads Mm -hmm. of we've been oppressed we think it might be as painful or equal to anyone else who's been oppressed and then when we do overcome that quote-unquote oppression um, which most of us do in our teens or early 20s we then feel entitled to saying well i've been through enough now i'm allowed to have my quote-unquote preferences and so a lot of people aren't ready to reckon with the fact that like they have racism in them just because you've been oppressed in terms of a society like that that you are a sexual minority or your your sexual preferences are keep you in the minority Mm -hmm. like they think that they're like better than racism they think that they're yeah. immune yeah. to it and then but like then white it, women's it, it issue just, as well yeah it yeah. festers and of course i mean we yeah. like with white feminism Ugh. you know yeah. what i mean like it just doesn't include everyone sure and so then you're on these apps and you think to yourself like you, we should be the last people where this is like thriving but, you, you but think, like, but... You, you can walk in the streets and not hear something racist if you go on these apps you will see something racist. Oh, sure. You will. I mean, and then there's all the, like, transphobia within the queer community. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, there's all kinds of, like, you know, discrimination within these communities. And it feels like we're making strides. It feels like things are getting a little better. Yeah. But... Yeah. And I think that the movie existing is a good thing. Yeah, because I think ultimately... the, the like, And I know that's not even what we're debating. But, um, like, it has been a debate like amongst gay friends of mine who really don't like the movie because I think there's a mentality that this movie like purports to represent more people than it does. And I don't think that's true. I think that this movie is telling a story about a kid coming to terms with his sexuality. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but like I said, because it's the only one we put all this weight on it. Right. And I think that because this movie exists, we're able to have these conversations about what it gets right, about mm-hmm. what it doesn't. And that's film criticism. Right. Which is, <laughs> for many people, what advances the cinematic form anyway. Right. So I'm pushing I the conversation yeah, forward. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> truly, especially in this room. Yes, we're yes, such no heroes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> very brave but it's it's been very interesting to see the conversation about this movie like i had a, i talked with someone one time i really didn't like this criticism of it but he said that he felt that the natasha rothwell character was um a magical negro and i was mm. like that's a really interesting weird thing to say and he was like the movie uses her to like save the day and it's not fair and i was like yeah but what are you saying like if that part was played by chelsea handler would 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 it make it, like you could what not change, change the script and would it make the movie stronger and right. so now and that's when I think there was a real fever pitch around this movie where in the gay community conversations like this were happening huh. that were truly picking it apart bit by bit. Right. And I think that is not helpful. You know what I mean? Because I think Natasha Rothwell is amazing in the movie, and I'm sure she feels fine being in it. I'm yeah, sure right. she doesn't feel utilized in we, that way. Like right. we just want her to get paid as much as humanly possible. Right. <laughs> like, and I was that's... just like, I was just like, it's odd to me to like use that criticism against this movie, but that's what was happening, and that's what happens. I think when there's just not enough representation. If that's because all there is to talk if about. If that's all there is to talk about, then we'll fucking talk about it. Sure. <laughs> I mean, the the thesis of, of this discussion and our whole podcast is we need more and better representation. Yes. We Okay. Let's okay, Bechtel test. I, I think there no. are a few scenes that come close. I tried to document all of them, but I think I might have missed some. But like there's a scene where the mom is like, let's watch the affair. And then Simon mm-hmm. says, we can't watch the affair as a family. And the mom says, why not? And then the sister chimes in, Nora, we know her name. Yeah. She says, because it's all about sex. And then mom says, God forbid we see people make love. So it's like a conversation so where men itchy. are present and then also contributing to the conversation. But there's like a two-line exchange where just I guess that talk- the that women that are talking. Yeah, and Don't then- they need to be alone? Not in our version uh, of it. Yeah, there's Although, all these different caveats. I feel like modifying. I feel like this doesn't. Maybe count. Yeah, yeah. I feel I'm I'm not so quick to to say this one counts. And because it's also based on should do. Yeah, it's also based on our response Simon has to it. And mm. they're talking about heterosex. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> probably not. There is a scene where Abby says, "I just found a press on nail in my salad," and then Abby and Leah at the same time say, "Debbie." They're accusing Debbie oh. of her nails falling oh. off. Just, I'm so sick of these almost passes. I know. Like, I think I don't know how to just be like, who is that fucking judge who is like, I can't define porn, but I know it when I see it. That's how I feel about the Bechtel test at this point. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not, no more of these bullshit passes. Yeah. And then there is a scene where Leah says, thanks for letting me stay over. Simon's mom says, you've been staying over for 10 years. You don't have to thank us. And then Leah says, oh, yeah, that's about as close as it comes. <sighs> Insightful. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I'm surprised women don't interact more in this. Oh, well, I don't know if I'm surprised. I guess based on how many female characters there are, we would have a few more interactions between women. Yeah. But we only have like these and then a couple that don't pass the test. 
And I get that that's not the objective of the movie, but there are always like opportunities to make those. And I feel like Leah and Abby are the biggest missed opportunity there. Yeah, absolutely. Because they're around each other the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And friends. And allegedly. (laughs) And also I'm realizing right now that the mom and Leah discussing her staying over, that can't pass the Bechdel test because they're talking about the house and that house identifies as a male, I think. (laughs) It's It's very big. It's making itself known. It's like very... Taking up a lot of space. Taking up a lot of space. (laughs) And also the subtext is like, thanks for letting me stay over with Simon. Yeah, exactly. Which also, why was that allowed? I'm like, I wish. (laughs) My mom, when I was 17, just That song, though, playing while they were in that room. (laughs) Is there a boat in my body that's not awake for you? I was like, like, this is fucking good. Well, if you find one, let me know. I was like, this is like a sexy... Adult romantic it song. It was horny. It was very. The horny. whole film was horny, and I liked that about yeah. it. Oh yes, I, I'm fully. I think it would have made me more uncomfortable if the actors were underage, uh, <laughs> but they were so clearly 40 years old. I'm like, no, this is great. Yeah, they're 30, 40. 20. They're 40. Or 21. No, the younger sister was older than Natasha Rothschild. <laughs> I love that. They she's actually were in drama school together. Yeah, she so she she's in the affair. <laughs> that was an inside joke. Yeah. <laughs> she would say that. <laughs> oh gosh okay so let's rate the movie on our nipple scale zero to five nipples based on its portrayal of women oh that's true <sighs> this, this is tricky. not fair for this right movie. because this the, the I focus would give, i would give it a five though would you yeah because i think that the female characters it presents are all mm. three-dimensional i would agree with that we do yeah. you know they're, what i mean they're like, not the focus they are not driving the story or right. at least if they are it's passively because it's martin like blackmailing simon because yeah. he wants to fuck abby yeah right so they're not necessarily very active characters but the way they're written the way they're presented i do feel like they're dynamic yeah interesting multi-dimensional characters and yeah they in terms of just being in a script and being supporting characters they're written well and they help the the story and they're not functional in a way that it feels like we're losing their integrity as characters you mm-hmm. know what i mean the mom is like progressive and lovely and a good mom and, yeah you know she, but she's also interested in other things besides being a mom which is something mm-hmm. we don't see in a lot of these we, movies yeah. and it's so rare that we know what the mom's job is and we don't know what the dad's job is that right. never happens yeah right. and it seems like i mean based on that unless it was like a cut scene it seems like she's the breadwinner of the family which is cool and um, also you know the character of abby like she does she stays true to herself the whole time like she doesn't just allow herself to be talked about or like dealt with by the men she is truthful to herself you know leah the character she says what she feels and it's it's well performed and you get the sense that she'll go on to be a dynamic person mm-hmm. yeah there there was i i the, the more i think about it, i mean it's like and it's kind of rare that you know Simon's two female friends better than you know Nick. I know almost nothing about Nick. He plays soccer. He had sex once. So like <laughs> that's all we know about him, really. Mm-hmm. Um, where you do have like full scenes where I appreciated the extra work going into Abby's character of like, okay, she's new. She's from a lower class background. We know she has like her dad is an alcoholic. These are mm-hmm. all things I think 15 years ago we would never find out about those characters. Yeah. And the same with Leah of, you know, I mean, I can strongly identify with her being the long suffering, being in love with her gay best friend and just being like, no, but Mm. like it's played responsibly. I'm glad that, I mean, the only thing that made me feel weird is Leah turning her back on Simon in his moment of utmost need. Mm -hmm. Uh, That uh, was very 
put off by. But I'm glad that Abby, I mean, Abby, I think, is like the best female character in the story because she she is always like almost to a point where it's unrealistic for a teenager to be so like mature and always knows the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's I mean, it's like if we're making a, a movie to set an example for teenagers, which in theory this movie would be, then she's great. And mm-hmm. I think it works works well, you know, and and. and Good for the little girl. She got a Cuisinart. Yeah. yeah. Incredible. I hope she gets better at cooking. Because <laughs> women be cooking. Women. But to me, that, but there's enough of like, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I think I'm going to give it, I'm not prepared to give it a five. I think I'm going <laughs> to give it maybe a three and a half because. How could it have been a five for you? Well, Ooh, we. We should, we our, should ask that question more. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, because we, in our ratings, we also take into account, like, the representation of people of color, mm-hmm. of queer people, of other marginalized groups, of which we almost never see on screen. But because, as we've talked about, like, there's an introduction of at least two queer people who are also people of color mm-hmm. in the movie glossing over their experience, their specific experience. I feel like that could have been, I mean, the movie probably should have been like love Bram or love Ethan. Like, I mean, I think maybe we'll get there someday. We but, will. Cause yeah. they said we would never get so, that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Yeah. 20 years ago, this was not a thing. True. Yeah. So it will get there. We're slowly progressing yeah. as a, as yeah. a people and a culture and a, and a film industry but um and then i don't I, know this is tricky just because like women aren't the focus it's a tricky movie to but rate if you're gonna have a movie that where women aren't the focus mm-hmm. great that it's a queer male love story like yeah. that's what that best i could hope for i think i'm gonna go four on it the, i mean the only it's weird though because it's like my my only criticism of the female characters is I feel the same way about the male characters is that they just feel a little bit uncanny valley overly workshopped Mm -hmm. in certain places but I mean it's again it's just like it's a movie for young people and so I think it can be almost dangerous to like show a young female character being completely off the rails if there's not the real estate in that movie to address it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I I thought I thought that the women we see are great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Matt, thank mm-hmm. you. So thank you so thank much for coming. Thank you guys for having <laughs> Brilliant. me. Brilliant. You know, we lifted the ban for <sighs> good reason, but it's. <laughs> On but it's now. back on yeah no don't <laughs> have any more down. of us on here <laughs> aristotle's <laughs> still allowed <laughs> shout out to aristotle shout out what would you like to plug where can people find you online uh you guys can follow me at matt rogers though it's matt rogers tho mm. or you can listen well or and in addition <laughs> to that you can listen to my podcast last culturistas with Ooh, bowen yang where we discuss pop culture and wow i've heard of it talk about it <laughs> yeah it's one of my favorite shows. oh it's thank okay. you you can follow us at Bechtelcast on the platforms all the platforms you can join our patreon five bucks a month two extra episodes a month kind of incredible you're gonna want to be a matron of yeah, our matreon you're gonna want to join <laughs> the matriarchy uh and then uh yeah our merch is on t public and uh-huh. you know 
Rate, the best rate and review life. us on the, the the tunes. Oh yeah, the iTunes. I love our, our iTunes reviews <laughs> are what, very whatever. unhinged, and they're just like I'm like always, I get it, I'm stupid. They always <laughs> make me feel so bad. Oh, I it's I like cutting them. reading. Them. I just I on the way here I read a bunch. I was a guest on another podcast and I read the reviews and it was like oh my god, people hate me so much. Caitlin has great self control with that kind of stuff. I have no self control. <laughs> I read everything and I feel I'm addicted to feeling horrible. <laughs> we should all be more like. Then. <laughs> we should. She's yeah. setting a great example. Look, uh, I teach classes on how to be me. Yeah. Thank you again so much for, for being here, Matt. And yes, thank you so thanks, much. Thanks for listening. And we'll be here next week. See you later. Bye. Bye. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done.